Why don't you write a play about ismania? Ismania? Yeah, sure. You, you know, um, communism, fascism, voodooism. Everybody's got an ism these days. Oh, I thought it was an itch or something. Well, it's just as catching. When things go a little bad nowadays, you go out and get yourself an ism and you're in business. KXSFLP San Francisco, bringing you Radio Hizum. Welcome to the Turkish Cultural Program on San Francisco Community Radio, KXSFLP.
Merhaba herkese hoş geldiniz. Bu Türk Kültür Programı. Hi everybody welcome. This is the Turkish Cultural Program. We just listened to the program started with Nazan Önca. The first song off the album called Aşkım Bak Sana Bana. Which translates to my love, look at me. So coming up next is Aşkın Nur Yenge. Another female contemporary singer in Turkey. And I'm your host, Melissa Adelaide, or Melissa Adelaide, Turkish pronunciation. Hesap ver 
Karamı kim saracak hesabını Acımı kim paylaşacak şimdi Kim tutar yerini hesabını Ne oldu olacak hesabını Yasımı kim tutacak hesabını Avunmam hiç kimseyle şimdi Kim tutar yerini Söküp aldım benden yalanlarla hayatımı Gidiyorsun şimdi hiçbir şey olmamış gibi Çekip aldım benden ne var ne yok yaşadım Artık hayat yolu Korkum yok içim rahat huzurla dolu Aşkı yaşadım senle bir ömür boyu Yüzümdeki çizgilerin bile adı sen Aldığım her nefesin sebebi sen Yüzümdeki çizgilerin bile adı sen her nefesin sebebi sen Dünyaya bir daha gelsem sevgilim Karar bulurum yine seni severim Cennete değişmem saçının teline Ömrümün yettiği kadar seni severim Severim 
Bitecekse dünyanın sonu Bitecekse bitsin artık hayat yolu Korkum yok içim rahat huzurla dolu Aşkı yaşadım senle bir ömür boyu Yüzümdeki çizgilerin bile adı sen Aldığım her nefesin sebebi sen Yüzümdeki çizgilerin bile adı sen Aldığım her nefesin sebebi sen KXSFLP, San Francisco. Hi, it's DJ Foreign Japan. We know you're listening, enjoying all of KXSF's great music and programming that you can't find anywhere else on corporate radio or streaming service. But we need your financial support to keep San Francisco community on the air. Donate now to KXSF and become a part of our community by going to www.kxsf.fm and rescue real radio. Thanks for your support. Yeah. 
that last song it was by Samimi Sanai and it was called Eskibir Shakya Sur Lar Deniz Lar which my Turkish isn't so good but I think it translates to the oceans will sing old songs I hope right and my dad gives me a nod so I guess that's true so she's from the 1960s or this music is circa 1960s that decade so she's still alive she's probably around 75 now and i really dig like the old kind of music more it matches my mood because i just woke up from a nap but i'll try and play something with a little more for whatever you want to call it and then before that was fair hot gochar with a song called janet which means heaven i hear he's a medical doctor in istanbul and he has this pop star singing career on the side so I really wonder, I think his, probably his waiting rooms are chock full of young women trying to get him to check them out, whatever, <laughs> I don't know. I'll remind you that you're listening to the Turkish Cultural Program, and I'm your host, Melissa Adelaide. The Turkish news is coming up um, within the next 20 minutes. Up next is Sertap Erna, by request. Öğretirim deyip fikrimi çalıyor Ben de boş değilim hani Öğretebilir mi acaba? Sevdim deli deli sevdim Senin diyor al her şeyim Yine de ben şüphedeyim Doğru mu acaba? Doğru mu acaba? 
Chapa. Sundu ışıklar çok güzel. Hadi diyor bir karar ver. Bir ömür benle beraber olur mu acaba? Nasıl olsa bu bir kumar. Doğru ya da yanlış karar. Uyar bu aşk bana uyar.
listen to an upbeat belly dancing song, which is for our friend Ahmed Toprak, who loves that stuff. I know you do. So now news for the past week coming from Turkey. It's edited by Ahmed Toprak. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz visited the Turkish capital Ankara on March 14 and held talks with Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Turkish President's office released a statement that said the talks involved review of bilateral relations, regional and international issues, mainly Ukraine-Russia conflict, and European Union-Turkey relations. Another visitor to Turkey last week was the Greek Prime Minister Kriakos Misotakis. He also met with President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Both countries are NATO members. However, there are ongoing disputes between the two on maritime borders, continental shelf issues, airspace borders, and exploration for hydrocarbon in the Aegean and Mediterranean. After the meeting, Turkish President's office said that the two leaders decided to keep communication channels open and improve relations. Mitsotakis also met with the Greek Orthodox Patriarch Bartholomew I, who resides in Istanbul and is a Turkish citizen. After getting back to Athens on March 15, Mr. Misotakis announced on Twitter that he tested positive for COVID-19 and would be isolating at home. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said on March 14 it was too early to comment on Turkey's possible purchase of more Russian weapons given Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Speaking in Ankara alongside German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, Erdogan said Turkey had provided support for Ukraine in a manner NATO allies had not been able to despite its ties with Russia. Ankara was continuing to send humanitarian aid to Kyiv, he said. Turkey is currently under U.S. sanctions due to its purchase of Russian S-400 missile defense systems. It is also left out of the F-35 advanced fighter jet purchases. Turkey was planning to purchase 100 of the new fighters. According to Turkish Daily Duar, Turkey ranked 112th out of the 146 countries in the World Happiness Report 2022, regressing eight rows compared to last year. It was in 59th place in the 2020 report. The report is based on a survey conducted by Gallup. Turkey experienced its worst inflation rate in the last two decades as its annual inflation jumped to record high 54.4%. Independent groups say it's actually more than 100% in February this year which followed a year marked by a currency crash. The report analyzes per capita income, freedom, health, social support, corruption, education and purchasing power to arrive at the index. Finland was in the first place and was the happiest country on earth, while Afghanistan was in the last place. US was in 16th and Russia in 80th place. According to Haji Bishkin of Daily Duar, former civil servants who have been sacked in waves of purges after the 2016 coup attempt are finding it impossible to land jobs. They are registered in state records as having been dismissed by state of emergency decrees, making employers reluctant on hiring them, although there are no legal obstacles preventing their employment. 
One individual was told when he was rejected by a recruiter, the boss told me, if we were to hire you, we would get into trouble. We will be on the bad terms with the government. According to records, at least 125,000 people are in this category. They include teachers, police officers, prosecutors, judges, academics. The government accuses all of them having links to the coup attempt. However, analysts point out that anybody who is in the opposition is also put into this category to silence and punish them. The Turkish Medical Association condemned a bill proposed by the Justice and Development Party administration to combat violence in health. The association said that the bill does not meet their expectations and urged the government to implement the recommendations. In recent years, Turkish doctors and other medical staff have been subjected to attacks by patients and their relatives. Some were even killed. The introduction of the bill came as Turkish physicians went on a two-day strike earlier this week to protest the work conditions. The association said that the bill is disappointing. Also, in reaction to Turkey's physicians wanting to move abroad in larger numbers, President Erdogan expressed indifference and said that they can leave if they want to. However, on March 14, Medical Day, he praised the physicians. According to the Daily Duvar, he said, The country both owes and needs its doctors. The most select children of this nation are being raised in medical schools and training and research hospitals and are mostly in public service, Erdogan said. According to Müzeyen Yüce of the Daily Duvar, the Justice and Development Party administration also introduced a bill to combat violence against women. Women's groups criticized the provisions in the bill that a display of remorse during the trial process for a crime against a woman could result in a reduction of sentence. The bill calls for increased sentences for stalking and femicide. However, women's groups say the reforms are not satisfactory and women's situation in Turkey will not change. There was an international convention on crime against women in 2011. Turkey signed up for it. However, last year the Justice and Development Party administration withdrew from the convention, claiming that the laws in Turkey are adequate to protect women. Turkey is the only country that has withdrawn from the convention. According to Voice of America, Turkish authorities have rejected the citizenship application of some Uyghur refugees, telling them they were suspected risks to Turkey's national security or social order. Phone communication was the reason Turkey rejected one Uyghur family for citizenship last year. While the family doesn't know what that means, rights organizations say the term could mean that the person applying for citizenship has communicated with someone connected to an extremist organization in another country, such as Syria. About 8,000 Uyghurs did become Turkish citizens last year, according to right groups that wished not to be named for fear of reprisal. In recent years, an estimated 50,000 Uyghurs fled to Turkey from western China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, where right groups say the Chinese government is committing human rights abuses on local Turkic populations such as Uyghurs and Kazakhs. Economy Nihat Zeybekci, a member of the presidency's economic policies team and former economy minister, has said the national minimum wage could be adjusted again this year as wages melt in the face of soaring consumer prices. 
Turkey's central bank kept its key rate steady at 14% for the third straight month on March 17 as expected, sticking to President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's unorthodox policy plan despite fallout from the war that has lifted energy costs. According to Turkish Daily Dunya, after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Russian citizens are flocking to Turkey and depositing large sums in Turkish banks. Turkey allows foreigners residency if they deposit a certain amount in a Turkish bank. Another news article said that Turkish banks are turning away some Russians who want to make deposits for fear of breaking Western sanctions on Russia. Turkey currently is not implementing sanctions on Russia, saying that it won't resolve the war in Ukraine. A Voice of America reporter wrote on March 17 that Turkey's opposition to Russian sanctions stokes suspicions of sanction busting, quoting Timothy Ash, an emerging market analyst in London. Ash said that there are concerns that Turkey is helping Russians to circumvent the sanctions. Leaders of Turkey's tourism sector say that as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, tourism to Turkey this summer will drop significantly, leading the industry in dire straits. According to data from the Ministry of Tourism, Russia is Turkey's top source of tourists, with 4.7 million Russians comprising 19% of the country's total tourists in 2021. Ukraine comes in third place with 2.3 million visits, 8.3% of the share, visited the country last year. Last year, Turkey earned $24.5 billion from tourism. In 2019, before the pandemic started, this was $34.5 billion. President Erdogan opened world's longest suspension bridge in his latest mega-projects. The bridge crosses over the Dardanelles, connecting the European part of Turkey to the Asian part. The bridge spans 6,637 feet. Some of the other bridges that Mr. Erdogan had built are not generating enough revenue and are a burden on the taxpayers, economists say. It is not clear if this bridge is going to be any different. That concludes the news. So I'm going to play some more music, but I'm going to remind you that the arts and culture news and the sports news is coming up within the hour. So keep listening. And I am your host, Melis Atalai. And we're going to be listening to some Marjan Dede, which is instrumental, but really nice, I would say. So that's coming up right now.
Merhaba. My name is Lisa Morrow and I live in Istanbul, Turkey. Being Australian and living in Istanbul, one of the hardest things to cope with at first was the difficulty of finding a pool to go swimming in regularly. Prior to 1980, life in Istanbul was much like life in Sydney. People spent their summer days swimming at beaches along the Sea of Marmara and their evenings at outdoor cinemas. Locally produced wine was plentiful and mixed sex events were the norm. Cue the military coup and over the ensuing years, Turkey went backwards in many ways. By the time I came to live here again in 2010, things had eased up a lot, but finding somewhere to go swimming was still difficult. I'm used to pay-as-you-go pools, but here you don't have that choice. You can join in with monthly classes, segregated by sex, at set times, or pay for quarterly, half or full year memberships, where you can swim in mixed pools, but again, only at set times. I already know how to swim, and my plans frequently change, so neither option suited me. After much research, I found a pool which offered entry whenever I chose, and at a reasonable price. At first I was just so excited to find somewhere to train that I paid little attention to my fellow swimmers. I would go to the pool between appointments, complete one kilometre as quickly as my body would allow, then hop in the shower, get dressed and take off for my next event. Over time, however, I began to notice startling differences in both the techniques and the outfits of the other people in the pool with me. You can in fact tell when people started to swim by their swimming attire. There are old men who are happy to show their knees but wear short-legged trunks that sit up high over their navels. They are older and portlier Turkish versions of the young Italian boys in daring movies from the 1950s. Each time I touch the wall before turning to start the next lap, I see them lined up at the edge of the pool, solemnly bending at the knees, then stretching out their arms at the completion of each squat. Only after they've finished at least 20 minutes of stretches accompanied by strenuous breathing do they get into the pool. After careful consideration of both the space and the temperature, they plod along using a stroke that looks like a somewhat distant relation to dog paddle. In other lanes, vast old ladies, so broad in the beam that one of them takes up the whole lane, bathe rather than swim. They wear one-piece costumes from the 1960s, sporting modesty skirts, the flounces of which match their flower-dotted fashionable bathing caps. When I race along in the next lane, I can see their dismay when my strong strokes displace too much water and threaten to splash their carefully made-up faces. No one sports the string bikinis I remember my older sister wearing in the 1970s. This is possibly because they unravelled from use or maybe due to the civil unrest of the decade that meant swimming was the last thing on people's minds. Nor does anyone wear the luxury cutaway Diamante disasters of the 1980s. While this could be because of politics, I think it is more likely because those Dallas and Dynasty style costumes weren't actually designed to swim in, only to be seen. Back in 1990 when I went to the Princess Islands for the first time, I saw a woman wearing such an outfit, lounging by the water's edge, the sun painfully reflecting off the sparkly detailing. Given the rigidity of her blow-dried hairstyle, I doubt she ever got wet. She was much like the women who come to my pool and sit about in towels and dressing gowns before lowering themselves carefully into the water. First, of course, they must complain at length about the temperature, which I often find so high that I sweat as I swim. Once fully immersed up to their necks, they cling to the edge, gossiping and getting in my way. 
Then there are the men who unselfconsciously show off the thick swells of hair adorning their belly buttons, but make sure their knees are out of sight in their long flappy versions of board shorts. They wear rubber caps to control their generous forests of head hair, but their thick beards are left free to bob up and down in the water. From the way they clumsily breaststroke on the spot, I can hazard a guess they only started swimming in the last few years, but not until they'd consulted both their doctor and their imam. Lastly, there are the women in their twenties, wearing slick, daring, racing-back speedos with silicon caps and goggles that transform them into squinty-eyed fish, mercilessly slapping out their laps before transforming themselves into up-and-coming businesswomen in the change rooms. As for me, I hear you ask, form follows function in the pool. I wear an unfashionable, sturdy, chlorine-resistant black one-piece, silicon cap, goggles and earplugs. Outdoors at the beach, though, is another matter. If you want to find out more about my life in Istanbul, please follow my blog at www.insideoutinistanbul.com. Gurishmek Uzeri. Until next time. KXSFLP, San Francisco. Live, local, real radio. That's why you're here listening to KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. We give you more of what you want. Music and programming curated by actual human beings who live in your neighborhoods. Plus, live music and interviews with local artists and bands. But to stay on the air, KXSF needs your financial support. Donate now to KXSF by going online to www.kxsf.fm and clicking on Donate. Keep Real Radio alive in San Francisco. Donate now at www.kxsf.fm. Thanks for your support.
Acık balım mı var? Bir dönümlük malım mı var? Bir derdime bin dert kadar Ne manacak felek benim? Bir derdime bin dert kadar Ne manacak felek benim? Yandım yandım kar mı verdin? Ekşi katlı nar mı verdin? Alacak felek benim Sarılacak yarma verdin Ne malacak felek benim
Turkish cultural program, and I'm your host, Melis Atalay. We listened to Zara um, two songs ago, and then the song that has ju- had just passed was by Timar Seljuk, and it's really theatrical. I'm sorry if I'm inundating you all with kind of sad songs, but I'm feeling kind of I don't know. I'm not. I'm definitely not sad in the slightest, but. It's kind of fun to imagine their situation they were in. Um, I imagine something from, I don't know, like a snowy day, maybe. Anyway, um, so Timur Seljuk, that song was called Denizar Ortasunda, Yakinsiz Brockton, which means in the middle of the sea you left without a life jacket. And the whole song, he says... He's talking about a lover that left him. He says, you left me in a deep well without a ladder. And then he goes on to be even more melodramatic and say, you left me without you. You left me without me. Um, So I guess this is a common Turkish theme, but you can see it in, of course, every culture. Reminds me of the poetry of Shelley and everything like that. But hopefully I'm going to try and be a little more upbeat in the second half of the show. The song that's coming up next is by Alpai, and it's a pop song from the 1970s. It's called Eilul de Gal, which means come in September, so I feel like it's pretty fitting for right now. So I hope it's more upbeat, but I guess we'll find out right now. So enjoy. Hadi geldiği zaman Ağlarım ben inan Gidiyorsun işte Arkana bakmadan Nasıl geçer bu yaz Ne olur bana Doldu düzüm 
yapraklar soharken adını anarken bekletme ne olur gelmek zamanı gel yok yok yok gitme gitme gel Eylül'de gel
Belki bir şarkının her sesinde Belki bir sahil meyhanesinde Belki de içtiğim sigaranın dumanısın Bir yıldız gökte kayıp giderken Islak bir yolda yalnız yürürken Tam başka bir şeyi düşünürken aklımdasın Geçmiş değil bugün gibi yaşıyorum hala seni Sen hep benim yanındasın Gündüzümde gecemde çalınmasın söylenmesin Sen benim şarkılarımsın Geçmiş değil bugün gibi yaşıyorum hala seni Sen hep benim yanındasın Gündüzümde gecemdesin çalınmasın söylenmesin Sen benim şarkılarımsın Sanki hiç bitmemiş hep var gibi Bir sırrı herkesten saklar gibi Sessizce sokulup ağlar gibi yanımdasın Beni bir şeylerden aklar gibi Kopartmadan çiçek koklar gibi Hiç bozulmamış yasaklar gibi aklımdasın Geçmiş değil bugün gibi yaşıyorum hala seni Sen hep benim yanındasın Gündüzümde gecemde çalınmasın söylenmesin Sen benim şarkılarımsın Geçmiş değil bugün gibi yaşıyorum hala seni Sen hep benim yanındasın Gündüzümde gecemdesin Çalınmasın söylenmesin Sen benim şarkılarımsın Well, I thought it was an itch or something. Well, 
It's just as catching. When things go a little bad nowadays, you go out and get yourself an ism and you're in business. KXSF LP San Francisco, bringing you Radio Hism. We know you, and we know you're out there listening. Support KXSF by donating now at kxsf.fm. Every dollar goes straight into keeping SF Community Radio on the air, providing music and programming you won't find anywhere else. Live, local, and totally San Francisco. Support KXSF 102.5 FM by donating online at kxsf.fm. Thank you.
benim gibi hep ağladılar Dertlerim, gönüllerim hep dağladılar Umutlar benim gibi hep ağladılar Dertlerim, gönüllerim hep dağladılar Özlemlerim sen olup hep çağladılar İzlerini nerede bulurum seni Özlemlerim sen olup hep çağladılar İzlerini nerede bulurum seni was Emel Sayan and before that was Aytan Altman with that kind of um, Turkish tango kind of sounding thing I guess that's what I want to call it for now quite a perfect time to read the arts and culture news to you all Arts and Culture I'm Ahmet Toprak Arts and Culture edited by Saadet Ejder I am Ahmet Toprak the 6th Heritage Istanbul Fair will be on again this year, Faruk Shun of the Daily Dunya reports. Local and foreign participants will come together at the Lütfi Kırdar International Convention and Exhibition Center between May 11 and 13 and attend discussions and talks on conservation, restoration, archaeology, museum and technology. Osman Murat Akan the founder of the Heritage Projects, said that Turkey and particularly Istanbul rank at the top among the world's cultural heritage sites. He added that as a heritage team, they are honored to see that the fair is the meeting place of all professionals interested. The Ministry of Culture and Tourism of Turkey, the Ministry's Directorate of Foundations, and the Istanbul Metropolitan Municipality support Heritage Istanbul 2022. The Gastronomy Guide with Pearls just published its fourth edition for the Turkish eateries, Faruk Şün of the Daily Dunya reports. This year's guide retained the core locations of Istanbul, Ankara, Izmir, Bodrum, Antalya and Bursa. It also added the southeastern city of Gaziantep. 
Gaziantep is the first city to join the UNESCO Creative Cities Network with its gastronomy. The 2022 edition includes 594 restaurants and 453 flavor spots. The categories include restaurants, fish restaurants, kebab eateries, street food restaurants, taverns, flavor stops, and newly opened venues. The guide also includes shopping venues that sell online due to the pandemic conditions. The coordinator of the project, the Turkish Daily Hurriyet writer Müge Akgün, draws attention to the fact that the gastronomy guide with pearls has evaluated the restaurants with transparency and impartiality. Ms. Akgün said the gastronomy guide with pearls came out with a real team effort this time. Very valuable names supported us as honorary board members. Working with great dedication, they revisited the restaurants they had visited in the last 18 months. Each of them believed in and supported the project. Every year on March 18, Turks commemorate their martyrs that sacrificed their lives at Gallipoli against the invaders at the beginning of the First World War. The Turkish army was able to stop the world's mightiest armada made up of British, French and Italian naval forces at the Dardanelles Strait. As part of the 107th anniversary commemorations, Istanbul State Symphony Orchestra had a concert at the AKM Theatre Hall. Burak Tüzün, General Music Director of Hacettepe University Symphony Orchestra, conducted the orchestra, Faruk Shun of the Daily Dunya reports. The soloist of the concert was soprano Hülya Kazan of the Ankara State Opera and Ballet. Ilkent Symphony Orchestra cellist Serdar Rasul accompanied her. The musicians performed Turkish composer Can Atila's 57th Regiment Gallipoli Symphony. The musicians performed Turkish composer Can Atila's 57th Regiment Gallipoli Symphony that he composed for the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli victory. The symphony takes its name from the 57th Regiment, all of whom were martyred in the war. Garanti BBVA concerts, interrupted for a while due to the pandemic, started again as of March 19th to say hello to spring. Popular names of pop music will meet with music lovers in three different concerts, Faruk Shun of the Daily Dunya reports. The Büyük Ev Ablukada band performed today at the IF Performance Hall Besiktas. The band's name translates as The Big House is Under Siege. Yüz Yüzeyken Konuşuruz band will be performing their favorite songs together with their fans on March 23rd at IF Performance Hall Besiktas. This band's name translates as We Speak When We Are Face to Face. Known worldwide for their indie pop and electropop style, Kit Francescoli will meet with the audience on April 7 at Zorlu PSM Turksel stage. Yapı Credit Culture and Art Publishing will host the exhibition Memento Istanbul, Christoph Family Archives, starting March 31st. The exhibition consists of photographs, paintings, personal belongings and objects that a family of three generations of artists 
has accumulated over the years. Memento Istanbul also highlights a city's history, Faruk Şün of the Daily Dunya reports. Christoph family were artists of Bulgarian origin. The family members were painters, printers and photographers. Peter Hristov, one of their descendants, is an artist in New York. He also teaches at the School of Visual Arts there. He is working with the Yapakritic culture and loaned some of the family objects. The family also had broadcasts in New York in Turkish on the Turkish Voice radio program. The exhibition will include voice recordings from these programs. The Hristov family archive can be visited at Yapakritic Culture and Arts through August 7. According to the Turkish Daily Duvar, Turkish singer Yasemin Göksu has said she refused a request by a company to use one of her songs for a promotional video for Limak Holding, a company with close links to the government. The company wanted to use her song Mendilim Min Yeşili, Green in My Handkerchief, for a video to mark the Victory and Martyrs Day a company that will prepare a March 18 victory video for the McHolding said that they want to use my folk song. I thought I had a nail stuck in my backbone. If I ever earn a penny from them, it will be dirty money for me. I'd much rather stay hungry, Göksu tweeted on March 14. Limak is one of the five of the construction companies that are regarded as Erdogan's oligarchs. Turkey's private-public partnership model has been used to fund mega-projects that includes bridges, ports, roads and airports. The Turkish government has been accused of favorably handing out tenders to these five companies close to President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's ruling Justice and Development Party through this system. A documentary about the life of the phenomenal Turkish chef Nusret Gökçe, more widely known as Salt Bay, will be produced. An American director will shoot the docudrama-style project, which will air on Disney Plus TV 100 reported. On the platform, which is reported to want to make a quick entrance into the Turkish market, similar projects will be produced for Turkish household and legendary names like singer Barış Manço and actor Kemal Sunal. Nusret, known for his signature salt sprinkling pose, currently has 43 million followers on Instagram. Salt Bay, who made Nusret a giant brand around the world, has recently opened his 32nd restaurant in Las Vegas. There are other restaurants in the U.S. too. Hundreds of Russians lined up outside an Istanbul club on March 15 to get a glimpse of Oxymiron, a rapper who rattled the Russian celebrity world with bold statements against his country's invasion of Ukraine. The 37-year-old, whose real name is Miron Fyodorev, postponed concerts in Moscow and St. Petersburg because of the Russian invasion, which he called a catastrophe and a crime. He has since announced a series of charity concerts entitled Russians Against War, the proceeds of which will be donated to help Ukrainian refugees fleeing. His high-octane performance was also broadcast live on his social media accounts and YouTube, where it was watched by more than 40,000 people. Oxymoron show was sold out. Alexander Melinako, a Ukrainian artist of Russian origin, has sought safety in Turkey after staying in a shelter for about a week in Ukraine. His friends in Turkey invited him to continue his work there. 
Melnikov called for peace between Russia and Ukraine at an art fair in the Turkish capital Ankara. We hope that these attacks will end immediately and not last for long. We want these aggressive movements to end immediately, he said. Melnikov was born in Russia but got his education in Ukraine's capital Kiev. He has a studio at the Ukrainian capital, but after the Russians' bombings started, he and his wife did not feel safe. They arrived in Turkey with their three cats after a seven-day journey. The Music Interpreters Professionals Union, a copyright collective for musicians in Turkey, has called on the government to lift the ban on music past midnight. As part of coronavirus restrictions in July 2021, Turkey imposed a ban on music, live or broadcast, after midnight. The announcement was made by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan at the time, who said, Take no offense, but no one has a right to disturb others at night. In a statement on March 17, the union said that musicians and workers of the entertainment industry are in a very difficult situation economically. The union said that although the government lifted all the bans imposed as part of the pandemic measures, the ban on music past midnight is still in effect. It emphasized that this ban will also deal a blow to the tourism sector in the upcoming months. The statement was signed by renowned musicians who made up the union's board of directors, Burhan Şeşen, Belkıs Akkale, Edip Akbayram, Fethah Can, Hüseyin Turan, Mehmet Gümüş, Mustafa Özarslan and Onur Akın. The municipality of Halilye district in the southeastern province of Şanlıurfa, which is run by the ruling Justice and Development Party, will spend 1 million Turkish liras to turn the house where famous Turkish singer Ibrahim Tatlıses was born into a museum, the Daily Birgün reported. The municipality on February 21st held a tender with the title Ibrahim Tatlıses Museum Construction. Only four companies were able to bid for the tender, which was won by a firm owned by Ömer Ferhat Tavash, a businessman with close ties to the ruling Justice and Development Party. A contract worth 1 million liras was signed between the businessman and the municipality on March 14. Tatlıses had previously said his birth house would be restored and then open to tourism. I want people to see the cave where I was born and grew up because they don't know. God let me and I became famous and rich, he said. Meanwhile, the Justice and Development Party-run Şanlıurfa Municipality's Press and Public Relations Directorate released a promotional video on YouTube with regards to the project, saying that the museum aims to honor Tatlıses' memory and pass it on to the future generations. Dr. Engin Beksaç, director of the Art History Division at the Trakya University in Turkey, says that Treasure hunters are destroying the Thracian dolmens dating back to 3,500 years ago. Dolmens are Neolithic tombs consisting of two or more upright stones with a capstone. Dr. Beksach is warning that the dolmens may completely disappear. There are about 60 of them reported in Turkey's European part. He says the treasure hunters think that there are valuable objects buried under the stones. However, he adds that there is none. The Thracian culture at the time did not think of putting anything valuable in the graves. There are even no skeletal remains in some of them because they were not used as tombs but rather for rituals. He says the only value in dolmens is in tourism. They provide important income in France, Spain and England, he said.
Recent research indicates that Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun's meteoric iron dragger may have originated in what is now modern Turkey. Archaeologists discovered the dagger in 1925 in the 14th century BC pharaoh's tomb in the King's Valley excavations in Egypt. Researchers think that the dagger was probably a gift to the pharaoh's ancestors by the Mitannis, a Hurrian-speaking state in northern Syria and southeast Anatolia. Turkish rural police in the Black Sea district of Amasra caught four people who were getting ready to blow up a monument dating back to the Romans. Two of the suspects turned out to be military personnel. The suspects were after treasures supposedly behind the facade of the monument carved into the rocks. Romans built the monument during the reign of the Emperor Tiberius Germanicus Claudius. That's the end of our arts and culture news. In a EuroLeague basketball championship game played in Lithuania, Turkey's Anadolu FS beat the host team Zalgiris 85-72. In the 2022 International Federation of Gymnasts Apparatus World Cup in Cairo, Egypt, Turkish gymnast Ibrahim Çolak won a silver medal. The gold went to Paul Judah of the U.S. And the weather? All of Turkey is getting affected with a cold wintry day in northern parts of Turkey including Istanbul a lot of snow is expected over the weekend and coming up next is one of my favorite contemporary singers named Nil Kara Ibrahimgu and I think I like her so much because she writes her own music plays the guitar and I met her at a cafe in Istanbul last summer so it's pretty Nice memory to think back on. My name is Melis Adalai, or Melis Atalai, with Turkish pronunciation.
Hi, I'm Lisa Azzolino. I'm a Bay Area singer-songwriter, and you may have heard some of my music on KXSF Radio, as well as appearances I've made on West of Twin Peaks Radio and the Hangover Sessions. KXSF is so awesome, and they help support local musicians and bands by interviewing them and playing their music on air. And you can help support KXSF Radio by donating money to help keep them on the air and playing music you'll only hear on independent local radio. So if you'd like to help out, go to www.kxsf.fm and clicking that donate button. Thank you so much for supporting your local radio station, local artists just like me, and thank you for listening. Lucky for me, I've got your songs to listen to when I'm away.
inadım uydurdum gel ah canım gel içine gül koydurdum gül şahinim gel bir vefasız yal için gel ah canım gel gül ben dili soldurdum gül şahinim gel All right, we just listened to Pajun Soyunmas with a song called Mave Yelekli Yarum, which I guess is from the province of Karajabe, or influenced by that province. So, um, and before that, we listened to Fasla Shahane with a really good song called Arabaya Tashkoidum, which means I put a stone in your car. So I'm not really sure what that's about, but I enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. I'm going to take this opportunity to sign off and thank everyone who called, and I really enjoyed talking to you all, and for everyone to for listening and hopefully keeping an open mind about new cultures. My name is Melis Atalai and Melissa Atalai in an American way, and you enjoy the rest of the program and your night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
sevdan beni yaksı küle çevirdin İran edip gönlümü kul eyledin Sevdan beni yaksı küle çevirdin İran edip gönlümü kul eyledin Yüreğimden derdi bir gün inmedi Yine de sevdamı bilmedi dağlar Yüreğimden derdi bir gün inmedi Yine de sevdamı bilmedi
Bir daha kin gütmeyince Dil yetmeyince 